and we're going to talk about sowing and reaping for a second, but we're going to focus in um, on uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 11 and 12. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 11 and verse 12. I'm going to start reading with verse 9 just because I, I like the context. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might be made rich. Uh, can you turn me down just a little bit? Because the echo is, is um, I don't know why it's doing that. There we go. You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, for your sake he became poor, that you through his poverty might be made rich. And herein I give my advice. For it's expedient for you, you've begun before not only to do, but also to be forward a year ago. Well, that's a really old way to say, do you remember a year ago you were talking about your giving and the Lord put something on your heart concerning giving and now he's going to say, now I want you to do what you said you were going to do. I don't know if you've ever been in that situation, but uh, sometimes the Lord will put something on your heart concerning giving and uh, maybe you're driving down the road or you're in a different place. Uh, you're not in a position at that very moment to give. Well, as you purpose in your heart, then complete what you've purposed in your heart because I don't know about you, but a lot of times when I have a purpose in my heart concerning giving over and above my tithe, it's because the Lord has spoken to me. And the reason the Lord has spoken to me is he's actually trying to get something to me uh, ahead of time, praise the Lord, and if he could just get me to obey, then he could give to me what he wants to give to me because it actually releases uh, the abundance of God into your own life, into your own heart, into your own finance. And so if the Lord's dealt with you about something, <laughs> he did it for a reason. And it's not to get something from you, but it's to get something to you. But it's also, it's not all about you. <laughs> uh, I guess that's the best story I can think of. But, uh, you know, when... Uh, Kenneth E. Hagin was first learning about faith and faith for finances. The Lord said, you know, you need to, you need to claim what you need. And, uh, you know, but you got to get your words out there. And uh, he, he just kept saying, uh, you know, I'll have the money. He claimed a certain amount of money, so I'll have the money when I need it, you know. And uh, a particular lady uh, came to him and uh, said, you know, I don't know, I don't know if this is the Lord or not, but there's been something bothering me about giving you $1,000. He was believing God for $1,000, and he had all of his, uh, he had no ability to get any more loans or any more money, had no idea it was going to come, but he just had it in his heart. And uh, uh, he said, uh, oh, yeah, I believe it's the Lord. Just bring it on. <laughs> but the thing about it is, I don't remember if it was her or another lady that's happened in his life, where he was believing for it, and he had asked the Lord for it 10 days prior. And every day, the Lord was pricking that woman's heart 
to sow this seed, but she was a little unsure and she was a little slow. So there was a delay in the finances coming in. So sometimes and, and all the time, the Lord wants to give so that you can be a blessing, but also he will multiply our seed sown. So like there's more than one thing happening, more than two things happening when we sow a seed into the kingdom of God. And uh, sometimes you're sowing a seed through the offering, but sometimes the Lord will just lay some person or some situation on your heart. And you're like, I don't know, I just cannot get away from it. Maybe every time you pray, something comes up. Or every time you finally get your mind quiet and you, you, you look to the Lord, this, this situation just keeps coming up. Well, well, don't neglect that. Like Paul said, as you have purposed, now it's time to do it. Because the Lord said, you say, Lord, well, I'm believing you for increase. He said, okay, well, I want you to sow this. You're like, okay, I'm going to do that. But then somehow you get out of that atmosphere Something else comes up and you kind of forget. And then maybe you think about it every once in a while. And, and you're like, Lord, but I'm believing you for increase. And uh, there's just that little, there's no guilt, but there's just that little, I don't know how to explain it really. It's just like a little, uh, it's not nagging, but it's kind of like it's there. Anytime you look, it's like, is, is this with you? <laughs> you know, you're like, oh yeah, oh yeah. And like, I don't know if you're like me, but sometimes you're kind of like, I wonder if the Lord knows what I'm thinking right now. Of course, I know he does, but I'm kind of like, mm. you know, you kind of think like he doesn't realize what you're thinking, even though you know he knows exactly what you're thinking. <laughs> so he said, uh, I give my advice that uh, it's good for you. Uh, what you did a year, what you planned a year ago, go ahead and do. Verse 11. Now, therefore, perform the doing of it. That uh, there, as there was a readiness to will, so there may be a performance also out of that which you have. Out of that which you have. Now he's talking about over and above giving here. In chapter 9 he's going to go on to talk about sowing and reaping, sparing and generous. So he said, out of that which you have, verse 12 for if there is first a willing mind, it is accepted according to what a man has, not according to what he doesn't have. So, when somebody gives you a million dollars, I'm sure you're going to give and tithe. But unless that just happened this morning, according to what you have... And then you go to chapter 9. Each man, as he purposes in his heart, let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, because God loves a cheerful giver. If you give as you purpose in your heart, there will be joy in your giving. Hallelujah. You take the promise of the word of God. He said, I will multiply your seed sown. He is not a liar. He multiplies your seed sown. A problem might be you're not sowing seed. Well, we're really delayed in parts of our garden this year. We did one thing early, and that's Swiss chard, and I love Swiss chard. So we planted that in March because it's a cold-weather crop. So when it gets too hot, it gets a little more bitter. It doesn't taste as good. So you really want that. You really, really want to harvest that 
when it's uh, not so hot and it, it tastes a lot better, has a lot more flavor. I love Swiss chard. But then other things like our green beans, I think we didn't plant, did we? Almost. The seed is in the ground. We did. She planted. Okay. But if we didn't put the seed in the ground, you know, I've seen the harvest and I have tasted of the harvest of the Swiss chard because we put the seed in the ground in March. But I have not tasted or seen the product of the seed of the green beans. Oh, and I love acorn squash and we have seeds though, we didn't plant it. Okay, so. Family discussion. But it works perfect with, okay. So I love acorn squash. Apparently that seed is not in the ground. So if that seed does not get put in the ground come the fall, sometimes what we want to do as believers is say, Lord, I just want to thank you for my acorn squash. You know, I'm so excited to eat my acorn squash. And I'm looking forward. I know you can do all things are possible to him that believes. And I believe acorn squash is coming into my mouth in the fall from my garden. But if I never plant the seed, I will never have the acorn squash no matter how much I think I'm believing. Because if I believed, I would do something about it. If my wife doesn't do it, I would do it. Or if I'm going to have my wife do it, I'm going to check up, inspect, and make sure it has been done. The truth is, the first year, the first year we did a garden there, oh, she planted, we planted the acorn squash. I think her and the kids planted it that year. So I prepare the garden and I make the straight lines because if she makes them, they're like. So I get all that ready and then they normally do the seed planting. <laughs> We had so much acorn squash, and I love acorn squash. <laughs> and we have this little, it's like a dirt cellar under the house. So she put, you know, you, what do you put, like, uh, squash and stuff like that? In the cellar. So we put it in the cellar. We probably had, like, 40 or something acorn squash in the cellar. But then the mice found the acorn squash. So there are all these beautiful acorn squash with little holes in them. So I didn't get mad. And then the next year she decided, oh, the acorn squash did so good there, but let's rotate the crop. So she put it, we have four little gardens, and so she put it in a different one, and it didn't grow good, and so we're looking forward to the acorn squash once it gets planted. (laughs) But if it doesn't get planted, we're never going to have acorn squash from our garden. And, and, And God is the God of miracles. God is the God of increase. God is the God of abundance. But if we don't ever plant the seed, we have a part to play. And if we don't do our part, God can't do his part. He puts his blessing on our finances that we release to him. He puts his blessing on our lives that we give to him. He puts his blessing on our bodies. We offer our body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. This is your reasonable act of worship. He puts his blessing on our bodies that we offer to him. In other words, if I only offer my body to the doctor for a remedy, I can only get what the doctor will provide. But if I say, Lord, you are my number one, like King Asa. 
you know, he sought the physicians and he died. It wasn't because he went to the doctor that he died in, it, in and of it itself. It was because the Bible says he didn't go to the Lord first. Oh, that's interesting. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Bring all the tithe into the storehouse. What? The first tenth of your income or your increase. The first tenth. So you put God first in every area of your life. So, um, you know, it would be very foolish for us to believe for acorn squash. It would be presumptuous. It would not be Bible faith if we don't plant a seed. And acorn squash seed. I'm not going to plant a green bean seed and then believe God for that to be acorn squash. I mean, hopefully this is not too simple for you. But it's what the word teaches. As a man sows, that's how he will reap. You sow sparingly, holding something back, like you got something stirring in your heart, but you're just not going to overcome that. You have a choice to listen to the Lord or not. Well, the Lord will work with you where you're at. He knows what you can believe. So if actually he's telling you to sow a certain seed, he knows you can believe that. He will take that seed and multiply that seed. He's not trying to, he's not trying to say like, I'm going to keep you poor to keep you humble. Oh, poor people can be some of the most proud people. So can wealthy people. Problem with wealthy people is they tend to rely on their wealth instead of the Lord. That's why Paul told Timothy, admonish them. Almost like a correction for the wealthy people. So all you wealthy people, well, that'll be next week. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll just keep preaching. So let's look at uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 9. This I say, verse 6, He that sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. He that sows bountifully shall reap also bountifully or generously. Every man, according as he purposes in his heart, let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you that you always having all sufficiency in all things, may give into every good work. God wants you to be able and me to be able to give into every good work. But he says that you always have an all sufficiency can give into every good work. So he doesn't want you to just be giving everything away so that you can't provide having all sufficiency in all things. He wants you to have all sufficiency in all things so you can give into every good work. He will multiply your seed sown. Uh, and the tithe, uh, which you know, we're really talking about over and above this morning, but in the tithe, he said, put me to the test. Prove me in this and see if I will not open up the windows of heaven. Open up the windows of heaven literally means give you opportunity after opportunity, after opportunity. It doesn't mean all of a sudden a acorn squash seed is going to fall from heaven and deposit in my garden field. <laughs> and the rains will just water it. And then uh, 
the deer will just eat the weeds around it. Not, not the thing. And it'll just happen. Brother Hagin used to say, these don't fall on you like ripe cherries off of a tree. So see, you know, the violent, the Bible says, take it by force. And so you sow a seed into the kingdom of God. And then you're not demanding of God for the thing to come. You're standing firm upon the word because you, you're like, wait a minute, this is what you said. I, I did not come up with this. I did not write 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and chapter 9. God wrote that through the hand of Paul who was yielded to the Spirit. So then I say, Lord, now this is what you said, and you even said over in Isaiah to put you in remembrance. So I'm just reminding you what you said, and I am commanding the stinking, filthy, selfish, stealing devil to take his hands off of what belongs to you because this is for your child, so this is part of your family. So Satan, you have no right to do this to a child of God. And the devil will say, yeah, but you know what you did last week? You said, you know what? I already asked the Lord to forgive me. On top of that, Jesus already paid the price before I even did that. Praise the Lord. God's a good God. He'll multiply your seed sown. He will increase you. So you look back five years from now, ten years from now, and you think you just start laughing because you see how well the Lord has provided for you. How much abundance the Lord has given to you. So if you're listening with your spirit right now, you know, you can receive the seed of the word of God and it actually will produce. But if you don't let that seed be planted in your spirit, don't expect a harvest. Don't expect a harvest. These are not mental things. These are spiritual things. Praise the Lord. Which means you can have... You know, what, you know what I say uh, about my children when uh, sometimes they are um, distracting or they're doing lots of extra stuff? I say, Lord, thank you that my children are so healthy. <laughs> yes. Because I can tell they're so healthy because they are so full of vigor and, oh, look at this, Mom. Oh, do this. Oh, Dad, this. Oh, no, no, no. Instead of uh, so I don't get frustrated about it, I'm like, look at this. Look at these kids. They are feeling pretty good today. <laughs> but you know, you got lots of things that you have to do, and the Lord knows those things. Will you just keep your heart open to the seed of the Word of God, and that seed will be planted? And that seed, you water that seed. How do you water it? You say, Lord, I thank you that you said you multiply our seed sown. So we're sowing a seed. It may look like a small amount of finance, but it may be an awful generous seed. You say, Lord, this is generous for us. This is generous for where we're at. I thank you that you multiply our seed sown. You increase us. Lord, prepare you ahead of time. Lord, prepare you before uh, fuel prices just, just go. Are they higher than they've ever been? I don't know. So did they just go really high? He'll actually prepare you ahead of time. You know, sometimes the Lord will actually give you a financial raise and it actually will meet those things. But you know, there's other times that the Lord will, will prompt you ahead of time. Why don't, you, why don't you save an extra $50 a month? And you don't even know what it's for. 
and then you have this extra finance, and then something like a, a recession or financial whatever or, or expenses you didn't know you were going to have, and all of a sudden, that money you've been putting aside, look, the Lord prepared you ahead of time. So God does miraculous, awesome, wonderful miracles, and he does do financial miracles. And you, you could have somebody give you $100,000 today and take care, or maybe you're 20000 in debt, and 20000 can come in today and take care of your debt. But God does not always work that way. Sometimes the Lord says, I want you to prepare for a financial uh, challenge that's coming your way. And if you obey, it won't even hardly affect you because you prepared ahead of time. So, whatever the Lord puts on your heart to sow and to give. Maybe he put something a long time ago. Well, then I just suggest you say, hey, Lord, I believe you put this on my heart a while ago, and I haven't done it. Was that you? Do you want me to do this? I believe it is you, unless you don't believe it is, you know. But then the Lord will speak to your heart. And he'll tell you. So, uh, you know, don't, no condemnation, no fear. But if the Lord is prompting you to do something, it's always going to be for your good and for the good of others. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Hallelujah. We thank you that you prepare ahead of time things that our mind is not aware of that you <laughs> make an avenue for increase before even an attack of lack or before uh, we need to step out and step over and step into something greater, uh, that you prepare ahead of time. And as we follow you and as we walk in your path, sowing our seed, feeding on the word the way that you lead and guide and direct, that you always prepare us. You show us things to come, sometimes in great detail and sometimes just, just a little that we need to know to step out and feed on the word, sow financial seed, do as you direct us. And Father, thank you that then when that day comes, we are well able, we are well ready, hallelujah. We are, yeah, we're not only able to sow, but we're able to receive. That ahead of time, planted ahead of time seed that we are well able hallelujah to fulfill not only what you've called us to do but we are able to possess the land that you desire for us to possess so father we thank you for your plan and the laws that you have put in place of seed time and harvest and that you multiply our seed sown Thank you, Father, that even now, seed that we have sown is coming back. It's being pressed down, shaken together, and is running over. Hallelujah, that we're well able to walk in your goodness in the land of the living, that we will see it, we will walk in it, we will move into it. And Father, we thank you. We thank you for our church building. We thank you, Father 
for a place for your spirit to move and dwell, not only in a rented space, but here in our very own space. Hallelujah. Where we can, as you direct, have meetings day or night, anytime. We thank you, Father, for a harvest of souls, a harvest of finance, a harvest of lives changed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you for precious seed, that you give us precious seed, and that as we sow our seed, it is precious <laughs> to you and it is precious to us. <laughs> thank you, Father. Hallelujah. For setting us free from the power of lack and setting us free from the trap and the theft of the enemy that we are well able to possess the land. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.